Welcome to the Hard Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Fomar, and founder of Hard Faith. I've been working in the film and television world for over 15 years. On Hard Faith, we're about asking difficult questions about life and faith in an R-rated world. We release monthly. You can subscribe and share today. You can also write in at info at hardfaith.com to ask questions or to learn about opportunities to sponsor or to be on the show. Hello, my name is Spencer Fulmar. Welcome to another edition of the Hard Faith Podcast. Today, I'm honored to have as my guest, actor-producer Jessica Boss. She's a very accomplished filmmaker in this industry. We've gotten connected recently through some mutual friends, and I'm so glad to have her on the show today. Jessica, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, Spencer, thank you so much for having me. And what an amazing introduction. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Make me sound better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly as you are. Oh, thank you so much. A pleasure to be here. Jessica and I got connected a few months ago whenever I started my new talent management company, American Talent Management. And she was considering some other managers at the time. And we were super honored and also very excited whenever she decided to sign with us. So we're excited to be working together in a professional, ongoing relationship. And to hear also about her projects, she's not only an actor, she's one of those double, triple threats, multi-hyphenates. <laughs> she's also a producer. Can you tell us a little bit about the work of your own independent film and how you got in this crazy industry? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be part of the ATM team. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> uh, I I became an actor when I was in high school. I, I really enjoyed uh, acting. I was going to be either a doctor or an actor. And I chose an actor <laughs> to my parents' demise. Um, but I really fell in love with it in an acting class. And I just never saw it as a possibility you know, it was always, oh, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. So when I took this class and fell in love, I thought, you know what? I want to pursue this and I'm just going to take my chances and move out to LA. And so I did. And I have just been, um, you know, hitting the grind, pushing forward. And now it's become more like a purpose for me. So it's not just, oh, I just want to make films and just be famous. It's like, okay, there's a purpose behind this. I can actually um, influence and impact people with my voice, with my uh, likeness, with my movies. So yeah, I, I really enjoy the art in general. And um, that's how I got in. And let's see, I... <laughs> It's a whole other story how I actually decided to do multiple things. Long story short, I didn't. I was. I could. I didn't see my type represented, and not. I'm not talking about black woman. It would. Ju it was just at the time, just black woman, and she had to be a certain type of black woman, and it wasn't me. Even though I would go out for those roles, I thought they're a little bit more for the people who it's. It's gonna fit that person. Like that ideal person is gonna fit. It's not me. So I decided I'm going to start writing things that suit my voice, and that's why I, or that's how I got into producing and now directing as well. I love it. I love it. That's so great. Jessica Boss is a boss. Her Holla. Holla. Her production company is what is it? Boss Pictures. Boss Film. Boss Pictures. Yeah. Boss Pictures. I love it. And Jessica is one of the most organized, hardworking actors, producers, directors I've met. Whenever we were 
first signing together, she had a list of all the productions, TV, studio, film, all their schedules, where they're filming, who the casting director is. She did the same for agencies looking for the perfect agent to complement this team that we're building. And she is just very hardworking. And I look forward to seeing her future films as a producer and director as well. Can you tell us a little bit about your projects you're currently working on? Uh, absolutely. Um, and I'm glad I didn't <laughs> like you guys didn't like get scared off on my list. <laughs> we love it. We love to run <laughs> alongside people who are already such strong runners. You help but us yeah. get better. <laughs> oh, I I actually, so Unnamed is my upcoming feature film. It's something that was, um, it was such a God-inspired project. Um, I actually, years ago, an agent, an old agent at the time told me, you know what, you should, you know, really like boost up your Nigerian background. You should learn the language. You should master the accent. And I was like, yeah, you know, because that's my heritage. So I started using YouTube videos to teach myself. And one day I stumbled upon a woman talking about her experience being sex trafficked. And literally that changed everything for me. Yeah, I, I started to do such uh, a lot of research about the subject. I talked to um, trafficked victims. And then one day I literally took it to prayer and I asked God, what do I do with this? Because I'm just an actress and I don't know what to do. And I heard, write the screenplay. And so that's what I did. Wow. <laughs> I actually, I'll be honest. First, I tried to get my husband to go write the screenplay because he is a writer. And at the time, I was not a writer. And so I <laughs> I asked him, I said, can you write this for me? And he was like, I think this is coming from you and that you need to be the person who writes this. Mm. So um, thank God for such an amazing supportive husband. Um, and then I went to writing and... I mean, it was that was that was the least of my uh, the, the least of the problems. I'll be honest. After finally finally finishing the film, uh, the writing of the film, I actually was trying to raise the money and everything else that comes with making films. And boy, oh boy, the hurdles I was jumping through that it just year after year after year, just nothing until finally in this um, 2022, we actually shot it. And um, we're now in editing and we're going to clean it up with sound and um, color correction, et cetera, et cetera, and hopefully be ready for festivals uh, submissions early summer. Wonderful. That's so exciting. I can't wait to watch the film. And it's a really important topic, obviously. Uh, tell me a little bit, yeah. how do you tackle something that's so heavy, so dark? Obviously, audiences are aware that sex trafficking is not only a domestic, but international issue. Um, and, and sometimes I found with my own films, it's hard to get audiences to care, want to watch a film. So how do you weave entertainment, the film, the story into such an important topic? And how does your faith inform making a film like this? Um, well, I'll, I'll definitely say my faith informs now everything about what I do. And I literally could not have done this uh, project if it hadn't been for God's grace because literally this is um this is it was such a big project for me because we've made a couple of films in the past and this was by far the biggest thing I've ever tackled um and I literally was not going to direct this I wasn't going to produce it I was just going to act in it at one point I even thought maybe I shouldn't act in this 
Um, so there were all these things that were coming to play, but um, through, as the film kind of started to evolve, um, people started to get a little bit bigger. So then we had a director and then she's, she became very busy with TV directing, which is amazing. And I'm super happy for her. And so she had to leave. And then a producer who was super busy, she had to focus on another project. So it kind of came down to a place where I had to have faith that, you know what, I'm going to have to act. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to produce this. And God will help me through this because if he gave this to me, then the really the battle isn't mine. You know, it's his. And so I found that I had to have immense faith like I've never had before. I don't even know how I was able to operate. I think it, uh, we had a 15-day shoot. There were so many things that kept coming up. So at one point, I would be putting on my actor hat, and they're like, Jessica, we need you to, like, you know, show the DPs the um, the scene. Okay, so I'm going to direct and blah, blah, blah. Then, oh, Jessica, you have to approve these actors' wardrobes. So my hat is just constantly going, boop, 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 you know, to different positions. And... I tell you, it, it, I could not have done that by myself. I know I didn't do it by myself. And um, I'm really thankful because it is coming together very well. I I mean, it is a, t a huge topic to kind of tackle. And, you know, you want to keep the respect of what traffickers, uh, trafficked women have gone through. So I just had to have faith. I mean, that's all I had to kind of hang on to was just trust that I'm telling the story for somebody out there who needs to hear this and no matter what the critics say or what the stuff is going on in my head is saying just keep pushing forward and don't give up mm, I love that I know for me personally sometimes I am my own hardest critic and then whenever it's such an important topic that affects so many people you want to do the topic justice but I completely believe that you that your film will help a lot of people shed light on this dark issue and that your perseverance will pay off. So, well done. Oh, thank well you done. so much. Yes. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> That's the goal, at least, you know. Yeah. And, and you're not afraid to tackle difficult, R-rated, PG-13 difficult subjects. You and I have talked a little bit about this offline from the show, but, you know, how, how does your faith guide you in what kind of topics, what kind of films you make, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with, and then as an actor as well, working in the entertainment industry in Hollywood? Um, well, I my faith does determine the type of projects I do. And I mean, I guess mostly from an acting point of view, I'm not afraid to tackle difficult things, you know, as we talked about, you know, I, I always think that we, we are telling the story as artists and so we want to be as um, accurate to the pro projection of the person that we are portraying and um, I will say that every time I have a project I have to take it to prayer even mm -hmm. things that seem kind of strange at first I was thinking oh I'll never do I don't know something that requires I don't know the devil let's say the devil to be you know I'll never do the something with the devil. But what if in that storytelling and the portrayal of the devil, you are actually serving the story to show people that, you know, you don't want to get wrapped up in that, you know? So mm -hmm. now I kind of take it all to prayer before I just dismiss a project or things that come up with witches. And that I will say that's still something for me. I'm like, 
with witches. I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've had deliverance service. So I know that, you know, spiritual warfare is real. And I, you know, so I'm a little bit, you know, kind of keeping my distance from that kind of stuff. But again, um, at the end of the day, I know God will guide me in what's right, what's going to help somebody else. And then there's obvious things that are that may just, you know, you read it and it's just completely not, you know, any sort of redeeming um, story or quality. And you just have to say, thanks, but no thanks, or quite resonating with this. <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm okay with saying no to something as well. But I ultimately know that no matter what type of project that I attach myself to, it will be something that hopefully either I will help somebody on set or it'll be redeeming in some kind of way. Somehow we can talk about our mutual love for God or maybe somebody doesn't know God and I'm there to just be the person to, you know, share a few seeds with them, you know, whatever the case may be. Um that's kind of how I determine it. I just, I'm now taking everything and just saying, what shall I do? You know? I love that. You're, I feel like it's a much more exciting way to live, allowing God to work through all the different aspects of filmmaking, not just is this film a sermon, but, you know, what is the redeeming qualities, the people you're working with, the crew you're working with, the whole process. I mean, there's so many opportunities there to have a genuine faith conversation or just to be led in a new way in a new adventure a new challenge with god so you know cheers to you for just getting out there and applying you know obviously there's projects that are not going to be a good fit i know that from all my actors on our roster and and for myself as a director and writer there's some projects that are just not going to fit but i think too there's a lot of topics that people of faith don't deal with and we mostly keep ourselves in sort of a family-friendly cocoon. So what gives you kind of the the braveness, the faith, the courage to tackle a topic like sex trafficking? I mean, where does that confidence, courage come from? Well, um, definitely, I have to say, you know, just by God's grace, I mean, I this this would never have occurred if like if, if the story I told you it would never have come to pass um and then I did just a lot of research and asking other victims and I think that when and I've shared I've actually shared the script with um, a few of them and a couple of people uh, different organizations that deal with trafficking and I think one of the one of the things that made it kind of you know, it solidified it was that there were people who have gone through this. They see this every day. They, um, you know, organizations, they see what trafficking looks like. They see the, the women um, who are affected by it. And when they read the script, they liked the script and they didn't have any really big notes that would have changed the complete story in a different direction. I thought, okay, then I'm on the right track with this. You know, it, in the end, at least um, from the few that I have shared it with, they could they vouched and said, "Okay, this is this is this works." And they only had like a couple of notes, and I thought, "Oh yeah, those are great easy notes to kind of you know won't change the structure of the story." So that really did also give me some confidence that we're onto something here. 
because you just you never know you know subject mm-hmm. it's so subjective um art in general and then trying to tackle something as difficult as sex trafficking you know you have different types of sex trafficking so you might you know i was a, i was actually a little nervous that somebody might go well that doesn't really happen but i'm taking these stories from researching that it's it's based on true events you know and and not just one person's story but you know it comes from the point of view of a woman who's trafficked via um employment fraud you know and so i i was nervous that there were you know you might pass the script along and then somebody says that's that's not what we see happen every day and then you feel as though you're not doing the subject justice you know i i i guess it can, can kind of feel i imagine what other actors who play the autobiography of other people you know where they have to be very um true to who that person is but if you kind of put your own spin on it or you put do something somebody might go oh that's not how you know i don't know like aretha franklin would never do that or you know elvis presley would never do that you know so it's you have to kind of honor what you what what's real but at the same time it because it is an art form you have to also be conscious of the story so um i was really happy when um the the people who had read it gave it a check mark and said this is good so mm. it, it gave me confidence I love that. As an artist, you you acted in the film, you directed the film, you wrote the film, you produced the film. Now you're editing the film. When you're dealing with a heavy subject like that, how do you engage? Let yourself go fully embrace that world, but also how do you protect yourself and your soul and your emotional state through this multi-year journey of dealing with such a dark topic? Um, well, as an actor, I I I I respect the craft. I I definitely respect method actors and all different types. I'm not a method actor. Um my kind of training kind of teaches us to when when you say action and you're in it, you're in it and then when you sell, say cut, you can take yourself out again. Mm. So I like that a lot better than letting it live in me. because it is very dark and I ha- for my homework I did have to go to dark places but then once I got done with it I had to get myself out too so I'm not staying in this dark place um but uh it's it's not it's it, you know actually I will say this because I wore so many hats on set and I did a lot of prep beforehand I had to kind of just throw myself into it the acting because it was the one thing i couldn't just focus on usually i'm i'm like oh i hope i did a good take go oh, i hope it's good blah 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 you know the the things that go on in our minds and this time i literally because there was so much to do and i knew it's the purpose of the project that's really important so i have to just jump in and just do it you know just say okay let's let's just go and let's let's make it work and not be the person who's editing my performance while it's happening and just focus on the other character and the things that are i guess in my control mm-hmm. i couldn't i couldn't just um i didn't have time to kind of think about okay what is what is happening now and i just had to jump in and just do it and i trusted the homework i did um and yeah just had to do it and not think about anything other than that and i literally took every day everything day by day moment by moment 
I was forced to, honestly, just because we were under such a like a like a time limit. Uh, we had <laughs> a low budget, so we didn't have as much time to just do as many takes and oh, I didn't like how my take was there. Blah, blah, blah. I couldn't do that for this set. I had to just okay, couple takes and then pray something works. <laughs> like I just I can't, you know. And I think that actually it was actually more freeing for me to be that way rather than just focusing on what am I doing wrong? Because I think we tend to go to what am I doing wrong as opposed to just do it and go full out, you know, mm. don't worry about how it's going to look because it's not about the how so much, you know, figure out why you're doing it and then boom, just go for it. Mm. So that helped. Um, and I will say too, I'm not editing. Thank God. So Thank that God. actually <laughs> get a little bit removed from the situation. We had an amazing editor, amazing. And um, the first cut he came uh, that he rolled out, I was just, I was blown away. There, there were. I still had notes, but I said, "Okay, we're on the right track with this." And so, and it was so much more stress-free than trying to now edit. You know, after being so attached to it and everything, I, I was like, "I can't, I can't. This has to go to somebody else." <laughs> yeah, that's such a blessing to have a great mm -hmm. editor and to like mm -hmm. get up for air <laughs> yeah. of, after being submerged for so long. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And I love it too. Like the, at the end of the day, it sounds like you overcame a lot of hurdles, trying to find money, trying to find production companies at the end of the day and through the film process, you just did it. And I think that's the only way anything ever gets done in this industry, especially as independent filmmakers. We know that we have to wear so many hats to make the film. And if we don't do those extra roles, it won't get made. So we do whatever it takes to make the film. And so the Nike motto, just do it still, is accurate for independent filmmaking. I tell people that are trying to make their first feature film, you know, not to, to not wait, but to just create, because if you wait, it's never gonna happen. I love that, and it rhymes. I know, when it, when it rhymes, <laughs> you know it's right. You know it's right, I love it. Um, you're 100, I, I, I'm just gonna piggyback and say, that's 100. I. I think that we stop ourselves too soon when it comes to, um, you know, because there's all kinds of obstacles. And I think that's actually for like the producing side of my hats. That's, it's normal. Even on big budget films, there are hurdles that you have to cross. And I think that sometimes we look at those hurdles like money and little things that we say, oh, no, no, we can't do it or I have to wait. And honestly, the amount of things that kept popping up while I'm on set, I, if I didn't just keep pushing forward, it would never, it would just crumble. And, you know, the, the whole purpose of this is for somebody else to get helped. You know, most of the times when we make a film, the message of the story can help transform somebody's life. So am I going to try to rob somebody of getting their experience and getting their healing or their deliverance? or even just making their day or am I going to be like oh this is too hard and then just get it's like you you can't you just have to keep pushing through and and somehow the the answer comes like the solutions come and you know you thank God and say thank you and then you just or things maybe it doesn't come the way you think and then or you have to compromise but you just have to keep pushing forward because ultimately that's what's going to keep the, the have the film be made so you're absolutely spot on 
I love that. I love that. You're going to rob someone of that experience. You're going to rob someone of that story, that experience. I find that convicting. There's some films I got to make and I've been delaying it. And that's a good word. So thank you, mm. Jessica. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to call out a little background image for those who are listening. They can't see it. But I see the devotional book for the Hollywood Prayer Network right in your background there. We love the Covells. We love the Hollywood Prayer Network. We were kind of introduced to each other multiple times through the Hollywood Prayer Network. Hollywood Jesus and You is the name of the devotional book. How did you find HPN and the wonderful Covells? So I met Karen a couple of years ago. Um, I was volunteering at the Produced by Conference. Oh, yes. Uh, I love that conference. It's the best. It's the best much fun at this one like I I was volunteering at different film festivals just to learn and you know uh, get some insight into how this whole producing distribution part works on films and I met Karen she had just actually um pitched her own uh movie like I was there Calamity Jane I was there whenever it was at Paramount in 2019 I think Exactly. Yeah. I love oh Karen <laughs> and I love the produced by conference. It's like my favorite film event all year. It, they, they treat you so well. You learn so, so much and you're around people who are actually doing it, which is yes. so motivating. And uh, yeah, Karen's was awesome. And she pitched it and I was blown away and I saw her afterwards and I just told her, I loved your pitch. And, you know, we got to talking found out we have so much in common and uh yeah we she introduced me to people at produced by oh you know you gotta meet jessica and you know she was she's just such an amazing person who's so very supportive she's so generous with you know introducing some people might feel like oh you know i don't want to introduce you to my people but she was just introducing me like we were longtime friends and we've stayed friends ever since and i see her at different functions and I've got her devotional, which is amazing, by the way. So I highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, she's she's her and Mark are literally like they're two of the greatest um, filmmakers or and he's a, a music composer. But they're just they have such a heart for people and um, helping the younger generation to, you know, spread their wings and um, get out there. So have a huge admiration for them. I love that. I still say that was the best movie pitch I've ever heard in my entire life was whenever Karen pitched her, what was it, Calamity Jane pitch at the Produced By conference. Every time I'm pitching yep. or talking about a film, I'm like, how do I emulate what Karen did that day? So, uh, <laughs> a, a yeah, great, and she, yeah. Go and ahead. she's so calm. I was, I was blown away. I'm like, I would be like a nervous wreck. Uh, I don't know how she just, she just calmly, like just the presence but. You know, I can see, I can see why she's so amazing. Absolutely, yeah, I love Karen. Love Hollywood Prayer Network. They have great events. It's a really vibrant Christian community out here in Hollywood. I feel like it's the remnant. You know, um, we we kind of stick together, help each other out, introduce each other, and it's just a really loving community. And I'm really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Jessica, do you have any final thoughts or any words of encouragement you want to share with our listeners that are trying to make their first film or navigate this crazy industry? Yes. Um, you know, I think, like you mentioned earlier, we're our own 
toughest critic and I can completely agree with that. I am I'm, I'm way too critical on myself. But one of the things I'm realizing more and more is that we are a piece of the puzzle. So don't be afraid to just own who you are and own when you know you have something to do, do it. You know, if you have a project, so you got um, something that you need to express, sometimes you just got to express it. Mm. And you just, you have to just go full out with it and not worry about what other people think. Uh, even what your mind is saying, you can't worry about that. So I honestly think that the first step is to just say you're going to do this and make that first step. You don't have to have everything planned out. Just have that first step and do that first step. And that first step will open up other doors to the next step of the next step. And before you know it, you'll have a feature film. I mean, I, I literally, I, I don't know how we were. I mean, no, I do know how we were able to do this. This literally was it was a combination of faith, just having just I, hard faith. <laughs> you have to just have hard faith and just yeah. hold on and keep moving forward. And don't let that for those obstacles stop you because those are usually the signs. I, I feel like that's the testing. Mm -hmm. When an obstacle happens, are you going to pass it and get promoted? And if you do it, or are you going to swing back and not do it and get demoted? Mm -hmm. Just do it. You just got to push through and do it no matter what it takes. I love that. I'm going to re-listen to this podcast when I'm about to write the next script so <laughs> I can remember your words of motivation. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on the show. So honored to have you as a guest. And where can our audiences find out more information about you? Your social links, your website. Please tell us where to find out more. Uh, you can find me at Jessica M. Boss on uh, uh, Instagram, um, on Facebook. LinkedIn under the same tag and we are boss pictures um, on uh, Instagram. Wonderful. Jessica boss is a boss. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. What, what fun. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the hard faith podcast. Tune in next month to hear our next guest. Please subscribe and share.